Heavenly Father, we thank you. I honor you. I bless your name. I glorify your name. Father, Lord, I've asked that this day, that everyone that comes here will not go empty-handed. Father, I pray, O Lord, that as I speak, it will not be of my own volition, but by the unction of your spirit. Father, Lord, you are the one with infinite power and sovereignty over the entire universe. Father, you are Yahweh, the one that is absolute in faithfulness. Father, Lord, you are Adonai, ruler over all. Father, Lord, I declare this day that I cannot do this without you. Father, I pray for the hearts of all to be opened, to receive your word in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. Thank you, King of glory. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 All right. So, you know, this, um, this whole period, Pastor mentioned that we're going to be diving deep into um, our Believers Academy classes. And um, I am privileged and honored to uh, be taking a nugget of that class. It's called CDV 108 and it's Effective Soul Winning. Effective Soul Winning. Um, our anchor scripture will be taken from Mark 16, um, 15 to 20. So I'll be reading mostly from NKJVs, maybe one or twice. Once or twice I'll be reading from um, the message. So can you, okay, so 15 says, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. The last verse. And they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord walking with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. I pray that the word of the Lord will sink into our hearts in Jesus' name. I just want to bring out about four points, four key points, because when I did this study and I, I thought about it, we have the nuggets in there, but I'm going to you know, elaborate some more on them. The first point is that um, human souls, a human soul is the most valuable possession of God on this earth. And if you and I doubt that, ask Jesus. I tell you to ask Jesus because he paid the ultimate price for our souls. And that price he paid is the reason why we are reconciled back to him. I read, um, there's this book I just finished reading. It's The Lost Art of, Medita um, the Lost Art of Meditation by John Wilmot. It says, nothing really great on this earth but man. But nothing really great in man but soul. Can, some, can you help me with um, the rich fool in Luke 12, 16 to 21? Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, take note of the eyes. There are six eyes between 16 and 19. What shall I do since I have room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater 
and there I will store all my crops and my goods. I again. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then who will those things be which you have provided? That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. I want us to think for a moment about the human soul is the most valuable possession of God on this earth. Because I ask myself, God spent, <clears throat> he spent about five days creating the entire universe. And when he came to making you and I, he gathered together, he called a council together, said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. So there's something unique about us. But what he also left with us was free will. Free will to make that choice because the battle had already happened between Lucifer and God Almighty. So God cares very much about you and I, and he cares very much about our soul. So do not worry what you eat, what you drink. It's important, yes. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and every other thing will follow. I will say it over and over again. What is a hundred years on this side of eternity compared to life everlasting on the other side of eternity? What separates here, this place from that other end is our body. And trust me, this body will go back down because it is dust. The spirit, unactivated, will go back to God. Where will the soul go? Ask your neighbor, where will the soul go? A soul that doesn't believe and trust in Jesus Christ will go to hell. So what are we saints doing about that? What are we doing? You are saved, I'm saved, praise God. But what efforts are we making to win others? Are we so busy? Subtly, I'm also guilty of that. All about our work. We go to work in the morning. We do our morning devotion fine. And then we go to work. From work, we come, we come back, do school runs, do homework, rush back to church on Friday. Is that what life is all about? Have you ever sat down? You see, one of the greatest defects, and pardon me, that a lot of people of our color um, suffer is we lack, okay, no, uh, is the thinking, be able to sit down and think through what you're doing. We just go, go, go. Have you ever thought of it that Jesus Christ, if you've, has anybody ever seen the passion of the Christ? You know, think of it graphically, what he went through. This is the man who committed no sin. But he paid that price because God had a plan. God Almighty had a plan that he was going to reconcile us back to us. It was going to reconcile us back to himself. But there had, there had to be a price. Think of Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve committed sin. And they became shameful. By their own efforts, they cut out fig leaves to cover themselves. And they hid themselves from God. And in the cool of the day, God asks, where are you guys? And then, of course, they admitted that they had sinned. But the covering of the shame by themselves couldn't help them. What helped them was God had to perform the first sacrifice. He killed an animal because for sin, there must be a sacrifice. And that sacrifice has to be blood. But then God, God, God got tired of everything. And he said, let me send my son to pay the ultimate sacrifice. And that is why you and I are saved. We are not saved to look good and to feel good and to acquire, acquire, acquire and keep acquiring. We also have to sit down, step back and think about how we can promote God's kingdom. Because we have the capacity. And by the grace of God, after this, you have a change of heart and you'll be better equipped on how to minister to people about God. And I pray that God's word will sink into your hearts in Jesus' name.
Number two, there's a spiritual battle out there between the flesh and the spirit over the soul. Galatians 5, verse 16 and 17. 16 says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lost against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. Go on. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Let's do it up until 19. No, I won't, I won't go there because we know what the, the, uh, the, 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 the fruits of the flesh are. And these are adultery, fornication, and the rest. But let's focus more on the fruit, on the fruit of the spirit, out of which comes love, peace, joy, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. I tell you, the one way that you and I can stay, the goal, the ultimate goal for you and I is to stay holy. And one way we can do that is when we continue to pour in the word of God. The Bible says the entrance of his word, it gives light and understanding to the simple. And I pray that God's word will sink into our hearts in Jesus' name. We should also be mindful that the mission of the devil is to kill, is to steal, and is to destroy. We are in the era of the idol of tolerance. That's what I term it. We tolerate, you know, this person is like this, therefore let's accept the person like this when it's against the will of the God. Because the question you want to ask, is this permissible in the Bible? No. Thank God for, 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 for our, our new uh, premier, who within the first week, although he's receiving a lot of battles, he turned around the sex education curriculum. Let's give Jesus a round of applause. They are still fighting him for that. But what did we do as Christians? What actions did we take? We prayed and we exercised our civic duty by going to the polls to make a decision. Now something very dramatic happened in Canada on Wednesday. Legalization of recre recreational cannabis, they call it. And, you know, that Wednesday I got home and um, I went online and I saw people celebrating. And then I remembered, you know, the verse that says, if my people are called by, if my people, uh, what's, uh, who are called by my name, seek my, you know, if, if they turn away from their evil ways, if they repent, I will forgive them, I will heal their land, and I will hear them. You know, but I see people just glorifying cannabis and saying we've been asking, or if you say Peter Tosh asked for it 40 years ago, now it has seen the light of day. They have it in different packages. Gummy, you know, you can chew it, you can smoke it. No, it's not a laughing matter. You know, it's something that we need to research, get the facts, and let our children know. It is not good. The substance, it's not good. They say, no, it has no, it has no effect on, on, on no, no health issues. How about mental? How about someone that is not up to 25 taking it? The brain is not solid enough to receive that. And the person will go mad. What are, we, what, 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 am I, what am I advocating that we should continue to pray? What next? Sex education. And then Canada is the number two country behind Portugal that has legalized cannabis. It's, and you, you know what? They sold out 2 p.m. on that same day, all over the country. Where did it go? You know, government, you see, the government is looking today at the benefits, the, the revenue they will generate from taxes. How about curing the problems that you are causing in the society? 
So listen, I, I want us to, it is, don't say, oh, I'm a Christian. No, I don't talk about it. Talk about it with your children. Talk about carnal knowledge with your children. Educate them. They were here in school. We're doing devotion. And let's, let, let, let me appreciate Brother Lou Alana. Can we just give him a round of applause? And I'll tell you why. Um, I, when, when we went on vacation, it was um, um, our um, anniversary, so just my wife and I we took off. So I listened to first service the day he, he preached. And um, he talked about, you know, fellowship and prayer together as a family. And the Lord just ministered to me. I pray with my family. The time I wake up is too early. So when I get them together, all of them are sleeping. So it's only me doing the prayer. So I changed, when I listened to that message, I changed my strategy. I called my wife and I said, the best time is 8.30. Regardless, even when I'm in church on Wednesdays, you carry on. When I'm in church or when you are in church on Monday, carry on. But let's keep it consistent. 8.30 every day, call the children together. We do the study of Proverbs. I want to get them matured and then we'll add some. And we're going to do it iteratively every month. It's very powerful. I see my, we are engaged in conversations. But here's my point. My little, the boy, he was born here. Um, he's 10 years old now, Benjamin. I was trying to describe um, this other, you know the cigarette, they call it vaping. He was the one that told me. He said vaping. I said, ah, where did you hear it from? <laughs> ah, you are in a Christian school. They're not supposed to be talk. It's supposed to be pure. You know, I said, where did you hear it from? He said, I know, but people talk about it. And I said, ah. I said what, what is it? This is an alternative way of smoking. They say it's less dangerous, but is it good? He said no, but I'm happy that we are engaging ourselves in those conversations. You know, so it's something that we must, and we must be sensitive to things happening around us. You know, going back to my point, I said there is a spiritual battle between the flesh and the spirit. How can some, I don't, well, this is me personally. What do you enjoy in cannabis? They say it keeps, it keeps them high. You know, because I read about it. It says, okay, when you take it, when you, take, when you smoke it, you get high instantly. And it lasts for about six hours. But when you eat it, it doesn't kick in until after six hours. And it even stays longer. Because I read it. You know, I just, so, the ones, when it, so the thing looks like cookie. And it, it looks like sweet. They have it in, those dif and they have it in different flavors. So that means it's, it's, they've packaged it in such a way that it is attractive, but it is dangerous and it will damage your brain. So don't even, tr don't test it, don't get into it at all. And I pray that the word of the Lord will sink into our hearts in Jesus' name. It should be an art of negotiation and, you know, in a relational way. Don't say, don't do this. If you do this, no. You have to let them know, spell it out. What does the Bible say about it? Your body is a temple of God. You don't want to defile it. So that's... <laughs> praise God. Number three. We are heaven's ambassadors on earth to propagate the great commission. The great commission is that every one of us is not pastor, not deacons, not minister. For as long as you and I are born again, we are agents of the heavenly hosts, and our duty is to propagate the great commission. That is the thing that matters to God, ministering to other people. So whenever you have the platform to do that, never shy away from it. And guess what? It's not you. Allow yourself to be used by God. And I'll, we will share some, some techniques on how you can make that happen. I'm just still, this is still my introduction. All right? Okay. So we are ambassadors of Christ, so we must propagate the word of God. As ambassadors, God expects us to witness for him. And this can be done directly or indirectly, leading to winning of souls. You don't always have to call someone. The way I'm, you know, I try as much as possible, I'm also very careful in my place of work, to, um, not to say it out, but to act it out. And I try as much to, 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 to do that. I had a friend, a colleague of mine. Um, he's, he's Caucasian. And he was, he was born again before. And um, 
he, he just stopped believing. He now believed in uh, science. And he was trying to explain to me, look, if you are not grounded, you will fall for it. And we'll talk about that. He study the word to show yourself approved. A workman that need not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. He was talking, he was talking. So I now started thinking. So I called myself to ask, Alan, listen, what are you talking about? As for you, this is what you believe. But me, I am sold for Jesus. You were once there and you will get back there. Well, here's, here's where I'm getting at. This guy is extremely intelligent. And we work on a project. So he packaged a proposal to the organization that will make him, he's a consultant, that will make him stay there for five years. He packaged every, when I saw it, I said, Alan, you have to add me into this package. He said, yes, CJ, you are there. I said, good. And let me tell you the mistake he made. He's no longer in the, in the company. I'll tell you what happened. Not out of competence. He was exchanging emails with a colleague. Um, one was teasing Trump, and the other one was teasing Trudeau. We work for a government agency, and he was using his email, spirit of error, First John 4, 6. He picked it up. He, he was, now, now, let me tell you what he did. He was trying to get to the other guy, and he showed it to our big boss. He said, look at what this person sent to me. Oh, wow, this person actually sent this to you? The guy is out of this, this company. And they told the guy, the guy said, no, 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 we have been doing this for a long time. He now pulled out his own. Look at what this other person sent to me. And the two of them, they were fired. Now, and you know what? It cannot happen to me because every morning I pray against the spirit of error. He didn't see it coming. He didn't see it coming. He was fired. I had to take over the project that he was doing. And the project was 65% done. So I was able to complete it successfully. So, so uh, the glory, uh, the glory is on to God. But the point, he did, no, he did, he set everything up. He's a consultant. He's not in project management. I'm in project manager. I'm a project manager. He's a consultant. So I was helping him drive. But in terms of the technical skills, he had it. The management skills, I had it. So we collaborated. But when he left, he created a very, very big gap. But that stretched my thinking. But we were able to deliver every morning. I kneeled down in my office. 7.20, I'm there praying. Because it was very overwhelming. And God came through. Why? Because I believed in God. And this is not, no, it's not, it's for real. It happened just last month. So God, tell your neighbor, God will not fail you. God will differentiate you. In Jesus' name. All right, the fourth one is the death and resurrection of Christ. Everything we do, we think, and we act as Christians is centered on this core text. And it is 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3 to 4. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Go on. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture. So the death, the burial, and the resurrection is what we are all about. It is the anchor of us as Christians. Because if you claim that Christ did not rise... If he didn't rise, then we all are most pitiable. Yes. That means our life is dependent on this 100 years or 120 at the most or 150 at the most. Is that true? That is not true. Because I believe that I will live. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And I believe that. Do you believe? Yes. Amen. So shall it be for you in Jesus' name. Now, what is the composition of a soul winner? Because again, effective soul winning is what we are talking about. And what I tried to do was to establish a case upon which you can go out confidently and win souls. Because you have to know 
You don't have to think or doubt. You have to know. Um, my wife, when I, many years ago, when I was um, doing um, my master's in business administration, there was a law course, corporate law, and she was putting me through. And that's where I learned, nemo dat code non abet. You cannot give what you don't have. So if you don't have Christ, you cannot give Christ. So before you step out there, otherwise you will be converted. You end up being converted. So you have to prepare yourself. So what is the composition of a soul winner? So number one, the soul winner must be compassionate, must have compassion must have empathy. Matthew 9:36 it says but when he saw the multitudes he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Let us give a round of applause for the leadership of House of Praise. God bless our pastor. So soul winning is born out of love. And that love is a manifestation of the fruit of the spirit. And I tell people, not that you won't fall into temptation or you won't fall into sin from death from time to time, but allow the fruit of the spirit manifest in you. And one of it is love. And let that love be the driving factor that godly love, that agape love, thinking that this person doesn't know about Christ, he's going to be damned for life. And the Bible says it is not the will of the Father that any of these ones should perish. It is not his will. So therefore, what are we doing as agents of Christ? Are we just thinking about business, business, work hard, make money, make it, make it, make it, make it, make it? Is that all we are thinking about? Why don't we start carrying that burden in our hearts about people that are lost? I was particularly very, very, I would have gone, but for some reason I think we, tra- we went on vacation. Um, there was um, an outreach that uh, Pastor Forsyth led. Um, let's, let's appreciate uh, Pastor Forsyth, where they went out to minister to people out in the woods, in the you know, outskirts area. Uh, why wouldn't those people, is, don't, do you think it would be easier for them to give their lives to Christ? You go and meet someone, you give him um, provisions. What did we give to them? We gave them provisions, we prayed with them, we, gave, we lavished them with a lot of things. The guy will be wondering, you don't know me for my Adam, why are you doing this? It is the love of God that is inside of me that is driving me to do that. I, um, you see, what we do, let's, let's appreciate our teachers working in them. And I'll tell you why. See, and I still t- I tell our teachers today we don't know the we don't you don't know there's no way you can measure uh, there's no key performance indicator to measure how well you are doing you don't know but just sometimes you pray to God to just give you a glimpse so that that will energize you and give you that energy. Why am I saying this? Um, when we went to minist- when we went for evangelism during uh, Voice of One. There was a man I was speaking to. The guy, I spent close to seven minutes. And why did the guy stay that long? Up to, I think, ten minutes. We went on and on. And the guy told me, are you born again? He said, no. Do you want to give Jesus? He would tell me how, when he was 11 years, there was a white bus. You know, they used to take them to learn about Jesus. They said, Catholic, Catholic. They take me, so they take them, you know, to... Um, to maybe a Bible club or an Awana today. He used to go there. They, I didn't know them from, from Adam, but I used to look forward to it. Once every week, the white bus comes, tells my parents, they allow the white bus, they take me, they take me to, uh, to the church. After that, they bring me back. I said, so what happened to you? He said, I don't know. I said, if, if you die now, where are you sure where? He said, I don't know. I said, how old are you? He looked 65, but he was 80. 
He says, then I step. I said, you are 80 years? I said, yes. I said, you don't go to church? He said, no. And I told him, are you, listen, I like the fact that you told me about this. There's a reason why God has brought you to me now. Are you willing, you know, to give your life to Christ? He looked. He says, yes. So I held his two hands. We prayed. And I gave him a bag. The point I'm trying to make here is that whatever you are doing, you are putting a deposit in that person. The Bible says Paul plants Apollo water, but God gives the increase. So not every time that you will find someone that will say yes. So don't worry about that. You have sown a seed. Maybe someone else spoke to that guy. Have that compassion. Have that desire. Have that love. And let that be your driving factor. I'm talking to this one. He's just walking away. I'll just leave him. No. Pursue him. Except he blatantly says, he or she says no. Then you walk away. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that will convict the soul. Your duty is to go there and open your mouth. Say, Father Lord, let me not speak of my own volition. Guide the utterances of my mouth. Let it speak something to the heart of that person. So a soul winner must be compassionate. Every sinner is spiritually lost. That's another note. Under, you know, a soul winner being compassionate. Every winner is, every sinner, pardon me, is spiritually lost. Luke 9 verse 10 says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. I'd like you to use a message. It gives proper context. Let's open it in the message. The message. It says the apostles returned and reported on what they had done. Jesus took them away off by himself near the town called Bethsaida. But the crowds got a wind of it and followed. Can you go on to the next So I think I don't think it's the right thing you opened. Let me see. It's nineteen ten. No, it's nineteen. Jesus said, "Today is salvation day in this home. Here he is, Zacchaeus, son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to find and restore the lost." I pray that God will His word will continue to sink into our hearts in Jesus' name. Every believer, still a point under being compassionate, every believer must be concerned about eternal destiny of unbelievers. Make it your concern. You might have friends who you don't share common values with. You might have friends that keep saying, I will do it tomorrow. I will do it tomorrow. I was there. But you know what? Giving your life to Christ is not a big deal. It's not because it's not something that you can do by your strength. Just believe and trust in him. Once you believe, you trust. I confess Jesus is Lord. I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, and that is why I am saved. That is all. You are justified once you do that. Now, the sanctification comes when you begin to eat the word. As newborn babes, we should desire the sincere milk of God that we may grow from strength even to greater strength. 1 Peter 2.2. 2. And I pray that God's word will sink into our hearts in Jesus' name. Every believer must be concerned about the eternal destiny of others. Many years ago, during camp, I camped at, um, in the 90s, yeah, late 90s. I was in Anambra, Omunia, and... Um, my friend and I, we had just finished the, um, after the endurance camp had closed, everybody go back and then come back. I knew I was going back to Lagos. I wasn't going back to Anambra. So we entered the bus, my friend Emmanuel, Emmanuel I here and myself, who were still on our camp gears. We entered our bus, we're heading down to Benin. And there was this very pretty lady. She sat with us, she was smiling. You know, she just engaged us in conversation. Ah! 
Emmanuel and I looked at us. What is this one? You know, see this. I'm telling you, she was very beautiful. Extremely. I looked at Emmanuel. He looked at her. What is this one? She engaged us in conversation. She engaged. She got our attention. The next thing, say in Jesus' name. So do you, are you guys believers? Ah, we look, I was, it was as if you, they poured hot water on my body. So I had to continue to cooperate. But she was very, she had, she had this, it was, it was the spirit of God that was in her. First of all, the lost, you know, was what was. Immediately she called Jesus. I'm from a Christian, so I, I put myself in order. I said, ah, what's this person talking about? And then she started talking. She started preaching. She started preaching. Do you know that before we got to Benin, she held the three of our hands and we gave our lives to Christ? <laughs> Let me rephrase. I rededicated my life to Christ because I was stunned. And interestingly, I was, Isoke and I were dating. I got, as the Lord will have it, this person was her neighbor. I didn't know. So I, I described the person, and then for some, I think I called the name. You called the last, that, that is their house now. I said, thank God. <laughs> but I didn't, um, you know. It's the truth. And I still see her occasionally on Facebook. And I said, I just hope to, I, I can tell she's still on fire for Jesus. And, you know, that is how it should be. Use whatever you have to win souls to Christ. And don't worry about, don't, even if the guy, let him be smiling at you. Just make sure you tell him earnestly about Jesus. He will see through whatever, God will lift that veil off his eyes. The third point under being compassionate is every believer should be sensitive by the, ravage, by the ravages uh, caused by sin. John eleven thirty five. 35, it says, Master, come and see. They said, now Jesus wept. Because the, it's, the Bible says that um, the wages of sin is death, and the gift of God is what? Eternal life. eternal life. So we should be sensitive to know that somebody dies in sin is eternal damnation. That is God's business. For you, look, God doesn't, he cares, yes, about your wealth. He cares about, because he has given you wisdom to make wealth. But he has also given you wisdom to not allow that wealth get over you. God can release money to you, but he's testing you to see if you will go. You now start, ah, this person is talking to me like that. Remember that guy it was I, 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 I. You start feeling inadequate when you always think, how can this person talk to me like this? Come on. So what? To me, I, I personally don't care. You talk to me, you tell me sorry, I, no, no, not a problem. If I'm also, if I offend you in any way, I tell you sorry, I expect you to also forgive me. I'm human. But know that I am, I, I, I'm not allowed to carry, I cannot. Because strife, it grieves the Holy Spirit. And I'm in tuned and connected with the Holy Spirit. So I cannot remain in strife. So I release myself of it. They talked about forgiveness. And the lady asked, how can I forgive? Pray. Sometimes it hurts. But pray and pray for the person. And be, see, when you pray, you must believe. We'll talk about Abraham consequently. When you pray, you must believe. And I pray that God's word will sink into our hearts in Jesus' name. Number two, the soul winner must be prepared. The soul winner must be prepared. You can't just wake up one morning and you have to prayerfully prepare. And I'm still going to book my appointment with um, Pastor Luwalana and Mr. and Mrs. You know, because in their own area, the breeze and the rain was falling heavily when they went for their... Because I, I checked myself. I pray, but I don't think it was... Uh, to the level that um, they did, and I was challenged. It's a good thing. 
you know, what did you do that brought that kind of results? Because if you duplicate it across the board, we will bring more of those results. Let's just appreciate uh, Brother Lou and Anna again. A soul winner must be prepared. The, the, the soul winner must be uh, tenacious. Uh, you can put the point, point one, tenacity of purpose. You must be persistent. You must be hungry for it. You must ask God for it. You must be passionate about it. The second point you must, be, you must have a confident assurance of your own salvation. You must know that you are saved. I did, um, I taught the children last week Sunday, and the topic was bold-faced belief. And it was, um, it was about Abraham. Um, Abraham... Genesis 15, verse 6. Use the message translation. It says, God credited righteousness to Abraham because he believed. He believed God against all odds. And I'll tell you why I personally admire Abraham so much. Abraham was doing well in his local land. I think it was Haran. Or, and God called him. Abraham said, yes, Lord, move. Abraham then. Move. He didn't. He moved. The only mistake he made was um, he carried his, his nephew, Lot. But I'm not going to go into that. I, I'm trying to make a point. So he believed God and he left his father's house to a land where God was promising him. And then the same God said, I will give you a child and you will be father of many nations. Ah. 75, 80, 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, 100 years. Come on, man. And then Sarah, I think Sarah was 75. Oh, yeah, Sarah was 75. Was it 90? 90 years. Come on. How possible is that if not God? Because it was God that strengthened her to be able to conceive and deliver. Okay, so God's word came to pass, and baby Isaac was born. Fifteen years later, the same God said, go and sacrifice him. Did he or did he not? We're saying it now like a story, but think about it carefully. That is why God said, I credit your account with righteousness. But you and I today... All we need is to believe. Abraham did not, God did not credit him for righteousness because of his tithes. Not because of his good works. We are saved by grace through our faith in Christ. So you are not saved because you come to church every Friday. Know thyself. You are saved because you are hidden in Christ's righteousness. And you are justified. So when God looks at you, he sees Christ. And that's why I tell people, don't worry. Just trust and believe. It is not difficult. Ask God, Father Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. And he will do it. Many, many years ago, I told my cousin I was struggling. It was as if I was in a vicious cycle. He laughed. He says, because you have not released yourself. I was still holding on to several things. I didn't trust God. But you know, right now, there's nothing anybody will do to me. And if you tell me to say I'm sorry, I will tell you I'm sorry. Please forgive me, and I mean it. Why would I? Because I, God is taking me somewhere. So, Strife grieves the spirit. Strife causes sickness to the bones. Let go and let God. And he will heal you. 
you must also have a working knowledge. A soul winner must be, prefer, must be prepared. You must have a working knowledge of God, of the word. Awana, house of praise, Genesis, Awana. Awana in itself is an acronym for approved workmen are not ashamed. And it's taken from 2 um, <clears throat> Timothy 2.15. Um, NKJV, be diligent to present yourselves approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, but doing what? Rightly dividing the word of truth. Sow the seed of his promise in the soil of your need. Sow the seed of until he answers, don't give up. Be tenacious because there's nothing too difficult for him to do. Amen. Amen. Awana's theme says that um, what drives us is that every child in the world would come to know, would come to love, and would come to serve Christ. So what we are teaching them, you see, let's give our teachers a round of applause. Let's give um, the leadership of House of Praise a round of applause. And let's truly appreciate Jesus for the opportunity. Because I don't know, even the things I teach them, I wonder if I knew these things, will I, will I, I'm sure I would be a deeper Christian. But I thank God. Teaching the children in my class, we're using the NIV because of the comprehensive nature of it teaching the children about what they need to know about Bible, what they need to know about God, what they need to know about Jesus Christ, and what they need to know about the Holy Spirit at that age. And then they're now going to emerge to learn new things. So it becomes less work for the Ignite leadership. Let's give a round of applause. I see some of the Ignites here. Our God is a good God. He's a good God. Now, so as a Christian, you must study the word of God to show yourself approved. Be diligent to study his word, to show yourself approved. The workman that needs not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Because it is the word. You know, pastor said, it says, no, there is no man of God that is more anointed. On this earth, that is more anointed than the word of God. You see... Just take your Bible and read it. Ask God. Say, Father, Lord, open my eyes. I'm not reading it to come and preach. I'm reading that I may know you more and the power of your resurrection. The third point. So we've talked about um, the soul winner must be compassionate. We, we, we listed out several points under that. We've also talked about number two. The soul winner must be prepared. And then number three, how do we approach? What's the approach? What do you do to actually go out there and win souls to Christ? You see, courage is not the absence of fear. It is the conquest of it. And courage is also fear that has said its prayers. Because you will, you will clap for Jesus if you want to clap. Not for me, for Jesus. There is that sign of agitation. But you have to know that you are doing this as an ambassador. You know what an embassy is. So heaven, you are in heaven's embassy on earth. And he says that he will go with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. You are not going on your own volition. You are going by the unction and in obedience to the command of God. So have that in your spirit. Cover yourself with the blood of Jesus and ask, Father, Lord, give me the word to speak that will touch and transform this man and make him be endeared, this man or woman, and make the person be endeared to you. 
you're not doing it for yourself or personal gratification. You are doing it to glorify God Almighty. So the first thing that you need to do, show the prospect that all have sinned. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says that uh, the wages of sin is death, and the, um, the wages of sin is death, and the gift of God is eternal life. Show the prospect how to accept Jesus Christ. Even while we were yet sinners, he loved us and he died for us. That is taken from Romans 10, I mean Romans 5, 8. Show the prospect how to accept Christ as Savior. Can you open to Romans 10, 8 to 10, please? Romans 10, 8 to 10. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth. And in your heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be what? You will be what? And then number 10, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So you have to resolve that within yourself. And then lastly, you have to resolve any difficulties that may hinder them from taking the step. Just tell them to trust God. Tell them to believe God. Still during um, when we had the um, uh, voice of one, I met um, a guy with his turban. His turban, they call it, right? Yeah, he was wearing it. And um, God forgive me, I, I already judged myself, but the Holy Spirit kept on telling me, walk up to that couple, walk up to them. So I went to them. This was in um, Shopper's World. Hello, how are you? He's, he's so smiling. I said, how are you? I was just talking about uh, the love of Christ. You know, we talked and I said, um, you know, usually I notice something. Whenever I'm preaching to that sect, when they hear the blood, they turn red and they walk away. So I said the blood three times. I said, you know, Jesus died and he shed his blood. Do you know what that means? It means that if we accept him into, our, into, into your life, you will be reconciled back to God Almighty. He said, yes. I said, are you willing to give your life to Christ? I was expecting him to say no so that I will walk on. He said, yes. I asked him three times. Now, this, I was trying to, I, do you understand what it is that we are saying? He said three times. And he gave his life. I preached with him, him and the other lady. And I gave them the bags. You know, and I asked myself, I struggled. I said, Father, Lord, why, why did this happen? You know, don't be judgmental. You are going as an ambassador and where the spirit leads, follow your heart. And even if they don't give their lives, you, you do what? You've sown a seed. The next set will come next year if the Lord tarries. And the person will say, well, these people, let me just do it. Now, there's also another way that I teach the children. The teachers, you know, we train the teachers on how to minister the gospel. It's called the gospel will. It talks about man. So think of um, the cardinal points, the four cardinal points. The north, south, um, east, and then west, right? Yes, north, south, east, west. All right, so think of north as God. God is holy. God is love. Can you open to um, Revelations 4b? 4b. The character of God and the character of man. I want to distinguish that. Um, Revelations 4 8b. Um, go on. Okay. Um, 
Okay, let's go on to John. Um, you know where it says, holy, holy? I think it's uh, Revelations 4. I'm not thinking. Okay, let's move on to John 3.16. That's easy. John 3.16 says that God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will never die, but have eternal life. So you have to know something about God, that God is love and God is holy. That's the character of God. But what's the character of man? The character of man is that we are sinful in nature, and that sin will lead to death. So you come down to south. So up north is that God is holy and that God is loving. Now come down, uh, down south. We say that God is what? I mean, that man is what? Man is sinful. Um, Romans 3, verse 23. Romans 3, 23. It says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is what? Death. But the gift of life, the gift of God, sorry, is what? Eternal life in Christ Jesus. So you have to establish the fact that we are sinners. We are sinners. But God up there is holy. And is what? He's loving. And he demonstrated this love. What action did he take? If you go down, uh, down east, what action did God take? He sent his son to die for us, even while we were, not sin- we were, we were sinners, to demonstrate his love. So somebody opened to Romans Romans 5 verse 8. Romans 5 verse 6. But God demonstrated his own love towards us in that while we were what? Still sinners, Christ died for us. Now what? So that was the action that God took. Remember, God is holy. God is loving. Man is sinful and that sin will lead to death. God proved his love for us by sending his son even before we were born to die for us that we might be reconciled back to him. Now, how do we respond going down to west? Going down west, how do we respond? First, can you open to John 1 verse 12? But as many as received him, to them he gave what? The right to become children of God. To those who what? Believe. So you have to what? Believe. It was Abraham's belief and trust that made God counted him and credited his account with righteousness and said, this man, against all odds, he believed and he trusted. Therefore, I count him righteous. But you and I, all we need to do is just accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Believe that he died for us and that's why we are saved. That's all. But are we now just going to, okay, we are now justified and therefore we should live the way we want to live? No! Study the word. Allow that word transform you. And the proof of your being born again is that you will be able to cast out demons. And people will see clearly the transformation and the difference because you cannot be the same person. You are regenerated because that word will transform you inwardly by the renewing of your mind. So know God, the character of God, the character of man, the action of God, and the action of man. Just understand that quadrant and it will never leave you. Easily you can you know, preach the word. And I pray that God's word will sink into your heart in Jesus' name. Let's take this home. So what action do we need to take? What's the next step? You and I, what do we need to do? Encourage a new believer to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, God told the, um, um, his disciples, tarry in Jerusalem. And when he visited them, they started speaking in tongues. Encourage them to continue to study the word and believe in the word. Pastor is going to also talk about um, um, the, the basics of Christianity. And that talks about baptism. 
There's, the, there's the, the baptism of when you give your life to Christ. There's also the baptism by immersion. There's also the baptism by the Holy Spirit. You learn that because this whole period we're going to be doing um, our Believers Academy, Christian Development. And I pray that God's word will sink into our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. We must also encourage the person to confess Jesus to others at the earliest opportunity. So it's not for you, oh, now I know Jesus. Praise the Lord, I'm saved. No, he wants you to be an agent. So someone preached to you. Every saint was a sinner. And every sinner today is a potential saint. Note that. So you now know God, so what? What are you doing? Are you multiplying? Are you preaching to people? Let us have that, even including myself. Let's have that as a burden in our hearts, you know, to talk to others about Jesus Christ. And I pray that God's word will sink into our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Encourage the person to read the Bible. Read your Bible. Pray every day. Pray. 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 Don't mind me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Sunday school teacher in junior church, so I understand all these things. All right? And that is 1 Peter 2.2. 2. Can somebody open to 1 Peter 2.2? 2. It says, as newborn babes, do what? Desire the pure milk of the word, that you may do what? Grow from strength to strength. Also, let's open to um, 2 Corinthians 3.18. This is so powerful. You know, Pastor Thomas says, but we all, with unveiled face. You know what unveiled face means? You are born again. Your eyes have been opened. God has opened your eyes of understanding. So you are born again. So now that you are born again, he wants you to, to, to focus on his word, on his glory. And as you focus on his glory, you now behold that glory by the help of the Spirit. That's the way I interpret it. That's the way I know it. Now my face is unveiled. I can see the light. I can see the light. The light of God. I can see the light. Oh. Hey. It is well. It is well. It is well. You know, you know, one thing I do, when I read a scripture, I just see, if, if, if I know the song, I'll just, you know, I'll just take it. You know, that's me. I like, I like singing a lot. Why am I not in choir? It is well. Huh? Yes. So it says, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of God, are being what? Transformed into the same image from glory to glory by the Spirit, by the help of the Spirit. You know, so as you, as you meditate, as you focus on, on, on God's word, because his word is his glory, as you focus on his word, that word will transform you. It will transform you. It will transform you into the expected end. And so shall it be for you in Jesus' name. Amen. There's no hard way. Just pay the price and labor in the word of God and allow that word transform you. Don't, don't be fooled by what you have. Don't be fooled by your looks. Don't be deceived by anything. Just be moved by the word of God and let everything you do be motivated by God's word. And I pray that his word will sink into our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the master key. Jesus started with prayer and ended with prayer. Prayer is the master key. Amen. We also need to encourage the person to become a loyal member of the Spirit-filled church. So when you minister to someone, don't just let the person go. And I love what we do in House of Praise. We don't solicit people to come to our church, even though it's a good church, it's a beautiful church. We ask them, where do you live? And they pinpoints in the GTA. They tell me they live in Brampton. I point to three churches. And one, you know, I had an experience with one. He said, I want to come to your church. Because I, there, there's also this card. If you want to know more about our church, here, I will come to your church. 
I've not seen him though, but he told me that he wants to come to, I want to know your church because this is strange. You are not ministering for me to come to your church. You are ministering for me to go to a church because we've also done our due diligence to pick out those spirit-filled churches across the GTA, right? And then we've said, you don't have to come to Mississauga if it's not convenient for you. Here are other churches that you can go. What we are interested in is that you are engaged. You are engaged. And I pray that God's word will sink into our hearts in Jesus' name.